Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the As I See It podcast here today with another episode of Barca Base and here to bring you the match review and reaction you've all been waiting for from today's Barcelona La Liga action as we took on Huesca at home at the Camp Nou. Great to be back at the Camp Nou. Unfortunately, it's not filled with fans for what was ultimately destined to be a special game, a special evening and a special night for the maestro himself, the GOAT Lionel Messi on his 767th appearance for Barcelona, tying him with Xavi, another Barcelona great as the two players with the most Barcelona appearances of all time. Messi christened the occasion with two goals in today's match, um, which helped Barcelona see see out a, a very important 4-1 victory against Huesca, of course, um, and rounded off a great night at the Camp Nou, ultimately. This keeps the pressure on Atletico at the top of the table, who are now only four points ahead of us on 63 points. With 27 games played, the same number of games we have played, we are four points behind, as I said, on 59 points. So the La Liga race seriously hotting up as Real Madrid are only two points behind us, six points off of the top as well. So listen, without further ado, let's get into the lineup today. Uh, Barcelona setting out their team or Ronald Koeman setting up the team in this fashion, continuing with the three at the back uh, formation that we've seen, I think in every game actually, since it's been uh, implemented in that, in that La Liga game against Sevilla, um, despite us changing away from that formation uh, at a point throughout um, in this game, sorry, but we'll uh, speak on that in more detail later. First, let me give you the Barcelona lineup. We had none other than Marc-Andre Ter Stegen in goal, of course. We had a back three of Clement Longley, Frankie de Jong slotting into the back three alongside Oscar Mingueza. Um, it was Frankie de Jong that was in the middle of that three, Oscar on the right and Longley on the left. Then we saw the wingbacks um, of uh, Jordi Alba on the left, of course, and Serginho Dest on the right. Uh, two midfielders today, Pedri and Sergio Busquets, before we saw three attackers in the form of Lionel Messi, Usmane Dembele and Antoine Griezmann, who keeps his spot in the starting lineup. Um, so that's the way we set out. As I said, it was continuing with the uh, current trend in in uh, the Barcelona realm of playing uh, with three at the back. It was a three-five-two. Um, of course, the fullbacks being kind of inverted, um, not inverted wingers, wingers really. Um, and then we had, you know, centrally, um, Usman was at the 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 top of that attack with uh, Messi and Antoine Griezmann just behind. Um, so that was the lineup. Uh, a little bit, sh I wouldn't say shocked, but a little bit surprised to see Griezmann in there and uh, the fact that um, I felt Araujo would have started as he was fit and that would move Frankie into the midfield and create a midfield trio of uh, Frankie Pedri and uh, Busquets and then only having two up front. Um, ultimately, I much prefer Frankie in the midfield, of course. Uh, he's filling in a job at the moment um, and being preferred over the likes of uh, Umtiti at the back. Ronald Araujo, although fit, did not come straight into the starting 11. Um, so... 
so Frankie had to had to do a job there um, until the 63rd minute when Araujo uh, came back from injury and entered the field. Um, so that was the lineup. I was, you know, content enough. Uh, I thought Dembele maybe should have been sacrificed uh, as he played what can only be described as a lackluster game against PSG where he missed so many chances it's impossible to count. But um, confidence being shown in him by Ronald Koeman um, in, a, in a system that has benefited him really, if we're, if we're being honest, um, with that three at the back, having him up front. But I did think today might be different, and I'll tell you why. Um, looking at the way Huesca set up, uh, they played very deep. You know, they set up very deep. Um, and, I, and I thought that that would be a bit of an issue for Dembele because he wouldn't be allowed the space in behind. There was very little space in behind as Huesca sat so deep and, and they were very compact and having the majority of their players, if not all their pl- players um, on, a new, on a number of occasions behind uh, the ball, which meant that there was not a lot of space in behind for Dembele to exploit with his just raw pace. Um, and him being played in like that was, was going to be more of a rarity in today's game. However... It, it required a different part of his game, one that I don't think is as polished, which is, you know, playing with the ball at his feet in tight spaces, uh, having his back to goal at times. That's not really what he is known for or really good at. Um, so I thought maybe it would have been better to having having have him, sorry, coming uh, off of one of the wings. However, in this formation, it doesn't really allow for that because you have Jordi Alba and Serginio Dest uh, doing just that. Um, so, yeah, it didn't really work out for him today. He didn't have a great game. He wasn't too involved. Um, and I do think that that the way Huesca set up um, was, a, was a major contributing factor to that. And, and I think ultimately that is what we saw but early on 13 minutes and Lionel Messi uh, well he just opens what is a special night for him with a special special goal and listen if you haven't listened to the Ray Hudson commentary of the goal my goodness this man is a legend in the commentary game we need a petition for him to to do the do the soundtrack to uh, to the new FIFA that comes out, FIFA 22, and do the commentary for it, sorry, because his commentary is just unrivaled. He is so, so good at his job. Uh, and if you want to listen to uh, to what he, or his reaction to the Lionel Messi goal, um, go ahead and head over to my Instagram. On my stories, you'll see it, uh, the video with the, the commentary of Ray Hudson. Uh, my Instagram is... If you don't already know, it's at Barca Base Official, so you'll see it there. But it was pure class by Lionel Messi once more. And on a record-equaling game for Barcelona, he scores an outrageous in-off-the-bar shot from outside of the box. It was beautiful. It was stunning. And it was hit with pure excellence, leaving that left wand of a football boot that Lionel Messi uh, possesses and has in his arsenal. Uh, It just had to be Messi to open the scoring, didn't it? I mean, on a night like this, 13 minutes in, um, and he put the game firmly in our uh, command, our control, and it was all about capitalising from that moment forth and uh, continuing to add to the scoreline and kind of see out the game as quick as possible. Uh, these were important, important 
get uh, important goals that we had to pick up against bottom of the league um, Huesca so you know nothing but a win would have done especially with the circumstances surrounding um, the special occasion with it being Messi's um, Messi equaling Xavi's appearances um of, of you know the most all-time appearances for Barcelona 767 um, so you know based on that we had to do it justice and also based on the La Liga title race that we're currently seeing kind of take shape um, it was it was definitely important to get these three points of course as it is in any game this more than most um, and I think the addition of an extra striker in 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 uh, Griezmann although calling him a striker at times seems a little uh, unorthodox but I think the addition of having that extra striker having an extra man in the attack and instead of them in midfield sorry was kind of leaving space and, and room for the 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 defense the back three to push into the midfield more um, and try and control it from there but for me that was just such a dangerous dangerous game especially Long Lei seemed to be pushing his luck on so many occasions he was far too high and wide on that left hand side often playing as uh, either a left back or a left winger um, pushing so far forward it, it was it was really really strange and, and it was not doing my my uh, heart rate any good at all um, and for me that's just a recipe for disaster having him that far and wide and ultimately actually he was caught out and it led to uh, an, um, an opportunity for Huesca um, in which Tostegan was required and he ultimately stopped a low powerful shot to his right hand side um, as you'd expect him to do it was comfortable enough although it did require saving and keeping a hold of let's speak about Griezmann uh, for a moment I have been pretty vocal on him as a Barcelona player as of late I don't think he's contributing enough uh, as of the end of tonight he has seven uh, La Liga goals this season not good enough Let's let's be fully real. Uh, until tonight, he hadn't scored um, for over a month. The last time he scored was the 3rd of February, I believe. And that was nine games without a goal for Antoine Griezmann, uh, if my memory serves me. Uh, so it's really not good enough for a 120 million euro worth of striker. Um, but one thing you have to give him credit for is he constantly works hard when he's on the pitch. He really does. Whether it's tracking back, making runs... Um, whatever it is he does work hard and he very rarely stops running however it's just he isn't effective enough enough as a forward ultimately however today he certainly was he produced wow what a what a what a goal Griezmann shows his quality he, he's allowed a little bit of space in uh, he has a pocket of space kind of in between uh, Huesca's midfield and defense just when they kind of lost their their compact structure for a moment the game just opens up and Griezmann is seeing the headlines he gears up the shot and absolutely thumps it hard and fast into the top left-hand corner of the goal, trying to outdo Lionel Messi on his special night. How dare he? But let me tell you, this was a goal of absolute quality. The precision that he smacked it 
the ball with was just stunning. The excellence in the shot was sublime. And uh, well, listen, he put the responsibility well and truly on himself and did it his own way. And that is exactly what he is capable of. And that's why it's so frustrating. There's no denying he has quality. However, the Barcelona system is not facilitating or it isn't a vir- an environment that's fully conducive to him playing his best football, in my opinion. Um, and interestingly enough, the, the thing that I realized about that goal is that where Griezmann picks up the ball and where he takes the shot is exactly the position that Griezmann plays uh, in for for France and where he played for Atletico. It's that kind of center attacking mid uh, position just behind the striker Um you know, and that's where he's picking up the goal from. That's where he's picking up the ball from. And that's where today he was extremely effective. And that just kind of goes to show um, that the system doesn't work for him. He isn't in that position often enough. He doesn't have a striker in front of him that is able to kind of use his body and, and, and kind of create some space for Griezmann in that area and, and, and you know, uh, uh, kind of have his back towards towards the defenders and, and kind of herd them off of Griezmann, allowing him more space to be creative and take the shot and whatever. I'd love to see Griezmann taking more shots and, and being more assured in, in, him, in himself and his abilities because certainly as the quality is just not being showcased enough and I still fully believe that the structure that this Barcelona team has currently the way that we play football the way we want to play football the vision that Coman has for this team although it isn't crystal clear I don't think it is one that majorly incorporates Griezmann um, in the way in a way in which she's going to be super, super effective. Um, that's that's ultimately my opinion. Then we saw a, a chance very, very, very close to to increasing our lead. Um, Jordi Alba actually did hit the post after a beautifully worked Barcelona move just prior to Griezmann's goal. And then after Griezmann's goal, it was a brilliant ball in to the box from Jordi Alba, um, who was active in the attack today. And it was met by the makeshift centre-back, uh, Frankie Young, who was <laughs> our furthest forward player in this occasion, uh, and he tries to loop it over the keeper, just tries to get a foot on it. Ultimately, it's kept out thanks to the bar, um, and um, we remained at 2 0. And then we saw just something I just. Oh. Listen, let's talk about it. A Barcelona corner. We seem. I mean, we have everybody up, everybody up, every centre back, which is bizarre that we don't have any cover even if it is bottom of the table Huesca we have everybody up for a corner by the way we haven't scored a corner in about 754 years um but we have everybody up nonetheless and no one kind of sitting to to stop a potential counter-attack and that's in the end exactly what happened we were caught out majorly with a zero defense policy Barcelona implementing there off of that corner and Huesca capitalizing on it with a quick break um, it was played out wide right and then a ball played in to uh, Rafa Mir who is in the middle ultimately he doesn't get onto the ball the ball is left and Tostegan just taps him um, on the leg with his left arm uh, and that is enough apparently to be given as a penalty referee doesn't even want to to go to the sidelines to to check it uh is perfectly happy to stick by his decision there was no indication that var was used i didn't see that come up on the screen maybe that was just um 
maybe it was uh, viewed, but on my screen it didn't. It, it screen, sorry, it didn't uh, show the graphic in which it, it it goes to VAR and it's being reviewed by VAR. But uh, for me, that's an extremely harsh penalty, um, which was ultimately converted just before the halftime whistle. In fact, I think that was the last kick of the first half, uh, and that made it two one to Barcelona. Huesca through uh, Rafa Mir, who uh, converted the penalty, getting themselves back into the game right before the stroke of half-time. Uh, and as I say, such a harsh penalty. Um, I mean, for me, it's an absurd penalty to give away. Even if you want to talk about, you know, whether it should, have, should or shouldn't have been a penalty, I'm fine to have that conversation. But we shouldn't even be getting into that situation where there's a chance for it, even to be the ball to be played into our box off of our own corner. To, ha- to have Huesca, bottom of the table Huesca, counter-attack on us in such a way, it, you know, it's not good enough. It really is not good enough, even though it was an extremely harsh pen. And... Um, just like that, you know, the game's kind of back in uh, in a more uh, mountable uh, mountable reach, in more mountable reach for for Huesca. Ultimately, right before the half time, psychologically, not a good time to concede, and that brought us in to the second half, in which we had to fix up that defence. But early on. Only moments into the second half, really, we saw ourselves completely caught out on the counter-attack once more. And structurally, the setup for our defence was non-existent. I don't know what Longley was doing. He was constantly out of position. Um, and we were just in disarray in defence far too many times today. Against bottom-of-the-table opposition as well. Um, not good enough at all. But luckily... Or should I say luckily? I don't know if luckily is fair. I mean, through good play um, and what came off of ultimately a corner, but then, you know, the the play after the corner in the 53rd minute. So we didn't have to wait too long until we managed to get uh, a two goal cushion. Once more, it was Messi with a perfect delivery into the box. And it was met by a thumping Mingueta header for his first Barcelona goal. Uh, and very, very well deserved for Mingueta. Very happy for him. He has been solid. Uh, a lot of people questioning his ability, whether he's good enough to play for Barcelona, but I think he has been solid and I've been thoroughly impressed with him as of uh you know the recent games so super super happy he managed to get his goal after all he's one of our own he's come up through La Masia um and to see one of our La Masia products come up through the ranks and score their first goal for the Barca first team listen it's it's a beautiful beautiful sight to see but unfortunately once more I must go back to our defending it was nothing short of dreadful on multiple occasions Longlet needed to come off. That was clear. I don't know what he was playing at today. He seemed more intent uh, on playing as a a left winger uh, than actually, you know, sticking to his his first priority, which is defence. Um, De Jong is clearly not a centre back, but can do a job there at least uh, as cover. But it just wasn't working. Uh, and Coman must must well. He just had to take action quick enough and. It was in the the 63rd minute that he did uh, begin to make changes. It was De Jong that made way for the now fit again Arajo. Um, and then in the 68th minute, we saw uh, Elish Moriba come on alongside Trincao for uh, Dest and Griezmann who made way. And 
And from that moment, uh, with those changes, we saw us go back to uh, a classic Barcelona formation, which is, of course, the 4-3-3, where Mingueza was used um, as... As a right back in that system, um, and uh, f- from that moment forth, you know we were three one up. We had a, a good uh, cushion on the game. We were definitely still shaky in defence, but it was all about you know just seeing the game out and trying to add a goal if possible. Then in uh, the oh, I can't remember what the minute was. It was a long. Uh, I think it was yeah with six minutes left to play um, finally we saw Pedri get some rest well I say some rest you know six minutes of rest you know he could have easily played the game out I don't know why he didn't get subbed a little earlier I think that was a much smarter move from Coman but ultimately he didn't do that um, and when we have someone like Ricky Pooch sitting on the bench just wasting away waiting for any kind of scrap um, that Coman is willing to give him you know it seems like a, a, a just a, a no-brainer to just switch those two players. They have similar profiles, and the, and Pooch is just crying out for minutes. Every time he gets them, he seems to to you know provide the goods. With six minutes left to play, we did see him enter the fie- field. Sorry, alongside Braithwaite, for Pedri and Mbele that were the the two that were sacrificed. And in those six minutes, we saw a fourth goal added to the goal tally for tonight and a second goal for Lionel Messi, which uh, rounded off a nice evening for him. Two goals, one assist. And this one, well, that's how you top off a special night for the world's most special player, Lionel Messi. It was a deflected shot, ultimately, um, that was taken outside of the box from Lionel Messi. He's been scoring a lot of goals from outside of the box uh, lately. In fact, I read a statistic. Uh, let me see if I can find it, because this is very interesting. Uh, when people talk about Ronaldo and, and uh, Messi... A lot of people back in the day, I don't think so much now, would essentially comment on how you know Messi only scores tap-ins and, and Ronaldo's scoring the bangers, etc., etc. This season, Messi has been scoring so many bangers. And uh, instead, the way that the um, those two great players, Ronaldo and Messi, the way their games have evolved and also the the systems in which they play, Ronaldo is now the more of the goal hanger. You know, he isn't playing off of the wing and, and, and being that tricky winger that we once knew. He's now a goal hanger that's waiting to either tap the ball in or, or head the ball in. Um, and Messi is the one that's now, you know, dropping deeper and, uh, and shooting from further out as well. I think that also has to do with the fact that well kind of the 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 way that Bar- this Barcelona team has evolved and the, the style of football we play now you know we were so uh brilliant at just breaking a team down through our passing and movement back in the day that the goals that were needed were tap-ins because we'd be able to just you know uh, manifest the ball um in a position where the player only had to finish it off with an easy tap-in. Um, but now that's not so much the case. We're not seeing that kind of uh, football as much from Barcelona. But interestingly enough, Lionel Messi has now scored the most goals from outside the box since he started playing at uh, the top level in 2004. And that's 13 consecutive seasons now that he's scored 20 or more league goals. Um That is an all-time record, and that's unbelievable stuff by the world's greatest player, Lionel Messi. What a night for him. Two goals, one assist. Griezmann with a very, very, very good goal, and Oscar Mingueza with a 
beautifully uh, headed uh, goal as well. Of course, Rafa Mir getting uh, the penalty converted in uh, what was, I think, the fourth minute of stoppage time in the first half. But that capped off a good evening for Barcelona. 4-1, the final score uh, in the Camp Nou tonight. And as I said, four points off of Atletico Madrid. Same number of games played. Now it's the fight for La Liga. The pressure is on each and every team in that top three with Real Madrid, Barca and Atletico all, I'm sure, believing that they can be crowned La Liga champions. But it is, of course, Barca and Real Madrid that have the most work to do as they are the ones that aren't in the top spot. Atletico currently holding that uh, that bragging right. But Still a lot of the season left to play, big games to come and uh, we're going to have to fight. We're going to have to fight in each and every game. The next game for Barcelona coming this Sunday uh, away to Real Sociedad. That's going to be a very, very difficult one. Um, You know, Real Sociedad are a tough team uh, and have proven difficult for us in the past. They are currently in fifth position as well. So... They'll be desperate to get into the top four and put pressure on Sevilla um, by picking up points against us. But it's a game that we cannot afford to slip up in. In fact, we can't afford to slip up in any game. Diego Simeone saying he believes that Barcelona and Real Madrid won't drop any points until the end of the season. I don't know about that. When when you support Barcelona, you can't be so sure. Uh, But now in six games, we've had uh, five wins and a draw. Barcelona in a bit of form right now and, and long may it continue. So listen, guys, if you want to stay interacting with myself in between these episodes of the podcast, remember, head over to Instagram and follow at Barca Base Official. That's where you'll find me. That's where we can interact um, and you can hear my opinions. I can hear yours and we can have a good conversation like two good old fashioned Barcelona fans would do. But listen, other than that, that's been everything from me from this episode of the podcast. I've been your host, Gabriel Rodriguez, and I'll catch you in the next one. Peace.